his own authority. He speaks on the authority of Jesus Christ. And he doesn't testify of himself. He only testifies of Christ. If he's not here, then there's no transformation. We come into the house of God to be transformed and to be conformed into the image of the Son, which is Jesus. So right now, as one body, we're one people. If you have been born again, born from above, you have a new nature inside of you, you have the very spirit of the living God inside of you, you've been brought into the family of God. We are the church of the living God. There's one church all over the earth. It's the church of Jesus Christ. This is what I want you to do because everything must be received in the kingdom. Listen, I'm going to give you some keys today. There's some keys that are going to be released in the atmosphere and there's some gifts that are going to be released in the atmosphere. And it's only those who have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church are those who will receive what the Spirit of God wants to do in His house today. It's not man's agenda that we're here for. We're not here for ourselves. We're not here to have fun. We're here to hear what the Father is speaking through the Son. So just open your hands right now and say, Holy Spirit, I yield this vessel to you. Whatever you want to do in my life today, however you want to use me today, because let me tell you, every single one of you, God wants to use you. God wants to use you, and he might want to use you in this very moment because the Spirit of God broods and moves how he wants to move in the house. He's the one that administers the gifts, but he's looking for yielded vessels. People who have abandoned their own desires, their own hopes, their own dreams. And say, Lord, it's whatever you want to do in me and through me today. So in the name of Jesus, confess with your mouth right now. Say, Holy Spirit, I declare with my mouth right now that this body that belongs to you, fill me, use me. I receive the word of the Lord in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Hallelujah. So you guys don't know me. So I'll greet you very, very briefly because uh, I'm not here today to talk about myself because it's not about me. And I stand here today not because I chose to put myself here. This is very important. Everything I say, I want you guys to listen to because I'm not going to speak my own understanding. I'm going to speak to you the, the things that are inspired by the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to give you my own counsel. I'm not going to give you my own direction because it'll do you no good. If the Lord through the Spirit is not speaking through me, then you're not going to be changed. So my name is Nicholas Divine. That's my name. And no, I didn't give myself that name. That was the name I was born with. Nicholas Divine. That's my name. I come from America, from the state of California, from the mountains. That's where I'm from. I'm in Ghana now because I want to tell you guys about a lifestyle. 
when you hear the preaching, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden, when that word comes into your ear, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and when that word, when the true gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom, when it is preached through a yielded vessel, it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe. So when someone preaches the gospel to you, all of a sudden what happens is faith arises inside of you and causes you to believe the very word that is being declared. And something supernatural happens. I can't explain it. It's the greatest miracle that there is, is the miracle of a new birth. And we so shortchange salvation and we look for all these other things. And there's some people sitting in here today that you don't even sure if you're saved. But after this service, you're going to be saved. And those of you guys that are on the fence today, you're going to make the decision to go in and believe because there's no life outside of Jesus. I'm going to speak to you guys as a man underneath his eminence, the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. I'm going to speak to you as his assistant pastor. And I want to tell you guys something when I speak to you. I don't speak to you as a man that went to some sort of Bible school. I didn't go to some sort of thing. This is my experience, my testimony, is I'm a man who has walked this thing out with my own two feet. I'm a man that has went through the fires. I've been imprisoned. I've went through so many trials, tribulations. I've fallen. I've been beat down. And by God's grace and the foundation that I stand on, I'm here today to testify that Jesus truly is the only way. If it wasn't for my faith and my belief in the word of God, I would not be standing here today. I had hired assassins after my life to destroy the anointing and calling on my life. Most of my life I spent under the influence of drugs and alcohol bound in darkness because there's a real enemy and he's after every single one of you because every single one of you has a mandate and a mission on your lives. I'm not more important than any of you. And you'll watch how I behave. Because your character, how you behave, is going to testify of who it is that you believe in. You can't tell me you're a follower of Christ and behave some other way. So I'm going to give you guys wisdom from experience. Please listen. If you have questions... You have access to talk to me because we are in this together. We're on a journey together because it's not how many of us start the race. What matters is that we all get across the finish line. And as a, as a shepherd, as a pastor, I want to see every single one of you. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what your family life is like. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what you've done because... The things I've done are probably a lot worse than anything anyone in here has done. He shed his blood for that. So I want to set some foundational things today so we can move forward together as a body. Because if we're not in unity together, then we're not going to see the body of Christ grow and mature into what we're called to be as the bride. Amen. So... 
something else I want to get straight here. You guys got to start carrying Bibles. There's, there's, there's a generation. We, we, need to, we need to actually carry the sword. I know you guys are used to cell phones, but start carrying the Word of God. There's something about holding the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures. Because what happens when you have cell phones is your cell phones will ding, they'll ring, all kinds of notifications. It's distraction. It's a spirit of distraction. So many of you guys are distracted. I don't want you distracted. We need to start cutting things out and dealing with things. That scripture that was shared earlier, where's that guy at who came up here and, and, and testified? Here? This guy over here. When I was standing in the main service, the Holy Ghost spoke to me that exact scripture. He said, I want you to share this scripture, so I'm just going to read it one more time. Hebrews. And then we'll get into the word of God for the day. But there's some things that we need to set in order before we move forward. Because if the foundation's not right, then we can't build the house. Everyone, everyone say, I need my foundation right. Because the house is built on a foundation. And if the foundation isn't right, your house is not going to stand. And that house that is being built on the foundation is your life. That's your, it's your life. You are the building. You are the temple. And if we don't have a right foundation and we begin to build with the wrong materials and the wrong foundation, what happens is you are going to come against trials. You're going to come against giants. You're going to face some serious things that's going to test you to the very center, the very core of who you are to find out is what is inside you. Is it real? Is it real? It's easy for you to dance and sing in the house of God, but what's it like when you leave the doors? I'm going to speak truth to you guys because that's all I know. That's all I know, and that's why I'm here, to speak truth. Reality. Reality is what we do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't put on other suits. What you see is what you get. This is me. This is me. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which doeth so easily beset us and snare us, and let us run with patience the race set before us. There's a race. And if you've confessed Christ with your mouth and believed in your heart that he was raised from the grave on the third day, that means you're saved. You didn't get saved to be in a church. You got saved to be in the kingdom. You are a part of the church. The church is a spiritual church. It's a spiritual house, a spiritual building. But you're in the kingdom. Now that you're in the kingdom, there's certain rights that you have as children of God. And now we've just entered into a race. And this race is to fulfill our faith. Paul says, I fought the good fight of faith. So there's some things inside of our lives that we have to, from the gate, from the gate. How many of you guys in here run or you've seen endurance runners? Does anyone in here run? Okay, when you, you run? For fun. For exercise, right? So when you run, you don't put on a backpack. You don't load yourself down with video cameras. You strip as much weight off you as you possibly can. You want to be as light as possible. When you're running in endurance rates, you want to be as light as possible. You want your load as little as possible because what happens when you load yourself down, you get weary. You get tired. All of a sudden, 
you start slowing down. You start getting weak. And there's stuff, there's weights on all of us. No one's exempt. When you start thinking you're something and you're not, that's when you begin to fall. Always be a student. There's weights. There's things that we need to set aside. Because we have to understand the call of God upon our lives. Is you only get a reward if you finish the race. There's no reward until you finish. That's why Jesus said that it was for the joy that was set before him. He endured the shame. First Corinthians 3. Bibles. Start, you guys start carrying your Bibles. One of the things that we got to set aside is distractions. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I live what I preach. My phone's on silent. Always. It'll, it'll, it'll maybe vibrate, but I don't, I don't mess around with the presence of God. I don't mess around with the voice of God. I'm talking about all day. You, you guys have given yourselves over to these cell phones, and we have to start getting some order and some alignment. I mean, I saw last week, I'm, I'm going to speak truth because that's what I'm up here to do. We spend so much time staring into the phone, looking at ourselves, telling everyone about our lives, and we don't spend time here. And we wonder why the condition that we're in. I've been through some stuff, and the only reason I'm here is because of the Word of God. That's it. So please, take that phone, because some of you guys are so addicted to your phones, you can't, you can't go anywhere without them. Some of you guys to, need to do some fasting from, from technology for a while. I'm being serious. God's speaking. God wants to speak to us, but if we're distracted and we have all these other voices, how are we going to hear the voice of God? I say all this stuff as a, as a father to children because I love you guys. I love you guys. And I want to see you guys succeed here. Because if your success isn't here and your success is all outward, what is, gonna, what is it going to do for you in the end? Nothing. 1 Corinthians 3. Foundations. I just want to lay some things in order here. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 says this, And I, brethren, could not speak to you unto, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as carnal, even as to babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. Are you guys, uh, who in here is used to King James? New King James, NLT, what are, you guys, what are you guys comfortable with in here? Huh? You guys all are good with anything? Because some people can't understand some of the words in, in uh, King James. It makes it difficult. If you don't have understanding, then you're not going to receive the transformation. So I, I, brought a, I brought an NLT as well. Because I want you guys to be able to have this sink into your spirit. It says, dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. This is Paul speaking to the church in Corinth. And he's, what he's saying is he's, he's addressing the church. When I say the church, that's you. 
You guys are the church. This is called a church building. The church is a people. Jesus came and died for a people, not for a place or for a building. He died for you. And we enter into the church by faith in Christ. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. Paul speaks apostolically. He brings order. He begins to build the church where he goes and he births this church, which is he preaches the gospel. People believe the gospel. They enter into the church. They become a member of the body of Christ by faith in Jesus. Now they're citizens of the kingdom of God. Now he begins to build them up from the foundation. He begins to teach them doctrine. Solid, sound doctrine always is about Jesus Christ. Perfect theology is Christ. It's the works and life of Jesus. Everything we do must be centered on Jesus Christ. He is God. So there's things that we as his people, we need to come back to true order. Because a lot of things have been out of order. And when we're out of order, we're not going to see the change. You, you guys might be having fun, but are, is your life changing? Is your life looking more and more like Jesus? That's the gauge. The gauge isn't, am I looking like a man? The gauge is, am I becoming more and more like Jesus? Is my speech, my character, my behavior, how I live, how I treat people, Am I looking more like Jesus? And because they were a people that were still so involved in the world, the world means am I spending more time dressing up, looking good, performing, having fun, doing all these things? Now, there is things that we can do that we can have fun. But if we're spending more time doing what the world is doing, what are we going to look like? We're going to look like the world. And then you can't differentiate between are you a child of God or are you a child of the devil, a son of disobedience? We have to ask ourselves these questions because we have to be serious because I don't want us to move forward and find out that a lot of us aren't even following Jesus. So we want to start this stuff with this thing just was birthed. So we want to start at the foundation so that we can build up because if we don't build properly, People are going to suffer loss. I've suffered loss. I've lost everything in my life. Twice. Everything. Everything. Because I wasn't building the right way. I speak because I have experience. I've literally lost everything in my life and I've had nothing. When I've had businesses. I've had two businesses. I've had ministry. I've traveled. I've preached all over. I've seen the hand of God move, and I've lost everything because I wasn't building properly. This is what he says here. And you still aren't ready for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. Something we have to understand about the kingdom of God when you come into the kingdom. I'm not going to hype you guys up uh, because I don't believe in getting hyped up. I believe in actually seeing transformation in people's lives. Because if your life isn't bearing the fruit of the Holy Ghost, then there's something's not right. If you're coming in the house, jumping, dancing, having fun, but you're out there cussing and not loving people, then what are we practicing? We're, we're deceiving ourselves, right? 
Do you guys know that there's, there's, there's nations that need this? And you know the way that nations and peoples are going to receive the truth, the light, that brings transformation and healing, that raises the dead, that sets those who are chained up and oppressed by the devil free? Do you know who that is? That's you guys. That's you guys. You guys are out in the world and you're around people that are hurting and dying. You're around people that are sick. You're around people that are in pain. You're around people that are struggling with sin. And some of you in this house right now, you're struggling. You're fighting. You're giving yourself over. Some of you guys aren't even resisting. You're just doing it. Because you think it's okay to live double. And it's not. I say that because God has more for you. God has so much for us, we don't even realize what's in store for us. I had no idea I'd be traveling the world and doing what I'm doing. You couldn't have told me that. But because I believe the word and I continue to stick my face in the word of God and I continue to make sacrifices, not going and doing what everyone else is doing. Friends would be over here and I'd say, no, I'm spending time in his presence. Because I've tasted and I've seen, I've encountered the living God. I've experienced him, the reality of Jesus, how much he loves me and what he has in store for those who love him. You want to experience something real? Build an intimate relationship with Jesus. You will see, I, I, have, I have testimonies. T all the time testimonies. Yesterday, I have testimonies from yesterday of the hand of God in my life. Seen visibly. God's hand manifesting in my life. This isn't years ago. I'm talking about a real relationship. I'm talking about a real walk with the living God. He saved us to reconcile us so we could have relationship. Not to come and perform. If you can do it, then I don't want it. I don't want it. If man can do it, why do we need God? That's religion. I can't do this. I'm not fooling myself. I read the word of God. Jesus said even himself couldn't do it. He was nothing without the Father. Who am I to think I can do anything apart from him inspiring me and moving me as he inspires by his spirit into my spirit. What happens, what unlocks everything in the spiritual realm is when I'm inspired by the Holy Ghost who lives inside of me 24-7. He's alive. He's speaking. He's moving. God has the will. God has the plans. And he's looking for people who say yes. Yes. Your yes is birthed from faith. First, the inspiration comes. Because if it's birthed out of the flesh, it's not going to stand. It might look good. You can get yourself all pampered up looking good. But 
when Jesus walked around, he wasn't looking at what people looked like. I see right past all this. I see what's inside of this man. I see what's inside of you. We can't, you're not, we can't hide. We can't hide. He's looking for hearts. He's looking for people who will believe his word and stop playing around. You guys are the next generation. But if there's not fathers speaking into you as children to raise you up, not to belittle you, not to think I'm any better than you guys, that's not how I operate. I speak truth because I didn't have a father speaking over my life. And I made so many mistakes. I went through so much pain because I didn't have a father guiding me and directing me. I fell on my face so many times. I stuck a gun in my mouth. It was going to blow my head off. After following Jesus, this is real. It's about what you carry and how God wants to use you to impact and change a world. You are the light. You are. You are the light. You are the salt. There's no other light out there. God uses us. He uses people to fill us and to reveal himself. But what happens when the light that you think you carry is darkness because your eye is focused on something other than him? Family, church, can we as a people, it's not about me succeeding. It's about us as a people. We got to get this mentality out of our head. Look at me, see me. It's about me. I see that when I come in here. People striving for positions. You think I strove for this position I'm in? No, not one ounce. I didn't even ask for it. I didn't even ask the Father for it. Because it's not about what I want. It's about his will. It's all has to do with our foundations, man. I see in the spirit. We have to start coming into places and paying attention to the atmosphere. We, as ambassadors of the kingdom, are supposed to change atmospheres by your presence. Do you know what you carry? Do you know what you carry? You carry the presence of the King of glory. You carry eternal life. You carry hope. You carry light. You carry truth. The only way to set people free is through the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is a man. His name is Jesus. He wants to use us all, all of us. None of you are insignificant. None of you are not seen. Don't think you need to do something to be seen. There's so much talent. I want, there's so much talent in this house. But it's not about talent. 
Read the beginning of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Not many wise among us are called. When you start thinking that you can help God and do something, it's a life of utter dependence on the Father. And Jesus showed us the way through the life that he lived from his birth as he walked through this earth. And he showed what a son and a daughter is supposed to look like. As we walk through this earth, a son and a daughter is supposed to look like someone who is absolutely positioned to receive from their father everything. Listen to what this says. We're in verse, verse 3. It says, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. I'm speaking to you. There's jealousies in your hearts. You see someone up here dancing, doing something, and you begin to envy them. Instead of looking at them as your brother and sister and encouraging them, we have to start celebrating when other people get promotions. If you can't celebrate someone else's promotion, how is God ever going to promote you? You guys hearing me? We hide so much stuff in our hearts, and it's a wrong foundation. Because there's only one foundation that we can build on, and it's the one that's already been laid by the apostles and prophets. It's Jesus Christ. If you're not building everything you do in your life on Jesus Christ, it will fail. It will fall. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care what kind of education you have. I have experience of the living word of God. If it is not built and birthed on Christ and built on Christ, it will not endure the storms. Read Matthew 7. Matthew 7, Jesus gives a parable of a wise man and a foolish man. The wise man builds his house on a rock. The foolish man builds his house on sand. I want you guys to see something very important there. Both those people... If you were to look from the outside, stand up. Stand up. Just stand right there. If you were to look from the outside of what the, these two are building in this parable that Jesus is giving, from the outside, from the mind's eye, what you would see is you'd see two houses. When you look at them, you see two bodies. You see a man, you see a woman. You're not able to see the foundation because the foundation is spiritual. So from the outside, you're looking and you're like, man, this person's all built up. They got a nice house. Everything's looking good. They're thriving. They're blessed. They're blessed. They're prospering. They're doing good. They're driving a nice car. They got a nice house. They're doing good. We got to stop that. Because the only thing that can reveal to us the foundation is the enduring. What happens when the storms come on this man's life? What happens when it begins to rain? What happens when the winds begin to beat on this man's house? What happens when it begins to rain on her life? What happens when she starts going through trials, tribulations, fiery tests? What happens? All of a sudden it reveals where their foundation is. The wise man is the one who heard the word and he did what the word said. It's the hearing and it's the doing of the word of God. It's the wise man who built his house on the rock. The rock is Jesus Christ. The rock is Christ. 
He is, let me tell you, if you want to have one thing that you absolutely know for sure in your life, is if you stand on Christ and you never leave, you will make it all the way to the end. That's the one thing I can tell you. That's the one absolute guarantee I can give you. Everything else can change. Everything else is able to shift and change. But the one thing I can give you today is that if you stand on Christ and you don't turn away from the word of God and you continue to believe the word, hear the word, and do the word no matter what, you will endure everything that comes your way because there's things, sit down, there's things coming your way to test your faith of if you truly believe in Jesus Christ. How are we going to be the wise man if we're not in the word for ourselves? Who heard the word and did the word. It's time for us to return to the word. Returning to the word is returning to Jesus Christ. As I was saying earlier, a lot of these distractions, we're not even spending time in the word of God. You can come to, you can come to what we call church, prayer meetings, gatherings. That's not going to make you, that's not going to transform your life. It's about a personal walk. This is something you got to do for yourself. You can encourage one another. You can edify and build each other up. You can get fed and nourished. But this is something that you got to do for yourself. It's time for us to start being responsible for our own lives, our own walk. Because when you start following Jesus and you start growing and maturing, you know what happens? All those people around you that are close to you, you start changing them. All those people around you, when you start growing and maturing as a child of God, all of a sudden, everyone that's around you, you begin to influence their lives. You begin to change them instead of allowing the people around you to change you. All of a sudden, when you are secure, standing, feeding yourself with the pure milk of the word, all of a sudden, you begin to get transformed, and your presence in your life begins to change the lives of those around you. Amen. So it says that you are jealous of one another and quarrel with one another. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? When one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting just like people of this world? We got to stop. We got to understand that there's one church. It's a church of Jesus Christ. There's many places where there's churches all over the world, but we're one. We got to stop behaving towards one another with jealousies and anger and judgment and speaking bad about one another. You're not going to see the presence of God in your life when you're behaving like that. Because the presence of God in your life is the person of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the presence of God. Holy Spirit is God with us. You are the temple. Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And we grieve the Holy Spirit when we begin to behave in those old ways. But there's a solution. The solution is if you have this stuff going on, I want to tell you guys the solution. This is the solution to sin. The solution to sin is very simple. It's not complicated. Jesus made it very easy for us. If you sin... This is what you do immediately. You want to see revival? You want to see revival. 
You want to see awakening. You want to see absolute transformation inside of this house. This is what every single one of you does. If you sin, what you do is immediately you confess. Confession with the mouth releases you from that sin. You confess to Jesus Christ as our high priest. We have a high priest that we go to. We confess our sin. As soon as you sin, you confess your sin. After confession, repentance is you turn away. Turn and follow Jesus and understand that you have been delivered from that old lifestyle. It's not you. When you sin, that's not who you are. You're a child of God. Get that in your mind. Don't sit there and say you're a sinner because the word of God tells us we're not. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are new creations. Because a lot of you guys are carrying around these weights and these loads of sin. But there's a solution. Jesus shed his blood for this. The blood is speaking on our behalf. So many of us, what happens is when sin comes, immediately condemnation, shame, and guilt to the enemy comes on you. And he wants to press you down. He wants to oppress you. And if you do not open your mouth and confess, then you give access to your adversary to stay on your life, to hold your life down, to oppress you, to chain you when you're free. You're already free. The battle's won. We are the enforcers of the victory of Calvary's cross. The devil doesn't have power. He was stripped. Stop spending so much time talking about the enemy. Start spending time looking at Jesus. Because I tell you right now, when you look him face to face, you're not going to see anything else. When you look him face to face, you're not going to be giving yourself those urges and desires that want to pull you, that you don't know how to overcome. When you put yourself in the word and you allow the Holy Spirit to begin to teach you and guide you and lead you, all of a sudden those things that used to pull you, no longer do they have power over you. You are victorious because of what he did. Freedom. There's freedom. There's freedom and deliverance right now in the Word of God. Deliverance right now in the Word of God. Minds are being delivered right now. Strongholds are coming down right now. People have been bound with darkness and sin. And you have to understand, Jesus already took care of the sin problem. It's done. We are under grace. But if you sin, you confess. God, I'm sorry. As soon as you confess, it's as if you've never sinned before. You're absolutely restored to right relationship. You don't hold your head down. You follow Jesus. You get back up, you follow Jesus. You get back up, you follow Jesus. He loves you. You don't have to earn his love, you can't. You receive what he did for you. Paul's addressing this stuff. It's the same thing speaking. The word of God is speaking to us today. The one thing when I come to Africa, to Ghana, there's so much talking. So much talking. You guys talk about all this stuff. Too much. Too much talking. Are you talking about building each other up? No. Most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's like, did you see how they dressed? Did you see what they did? Did you see this? 
How are you going to be leaders of nations if you're talking all the time? We got to start changing what comes out of our mouths. We got to come back to Jesus. Wait, religion doesn't do any good for humanity. Religion puts people in bondage to make them think they're okay, but they're not. People are going to hell sitting inside of a church building because they're not encountering the living God. When this word, when it goes forth, it should change you. It should convict you. Conviction and condemnation are not from the same kingdom. Conviction is all of a sudden when I'm preaching the word right now and you know inside of your heart those things you've been doing are not right. That's conviction. The way you've been staring at those pictures on Instagram, on Facebook, the way you've been talking behind people's backs, the way you've been lying to your parents, lying to your friends. Come on! You don't think the Lord sees this? But this is spoken so you can release it because he loves you. He has a way for you to live. The word of God is the instruction. It's his command. There is no blessing going to flow in your life unless you're walking in obedience by faith. Two things. Faith and obedience to the word. The word is the will. The word's the will. His will is the word. There's nothing outside of the word of God. It's everything. It's him. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. But we don't even know the word for ourselves. Knowing the word is knowing a person. How am I going to know you? How am I going to know you? The only way I can know you is if I spend time with you. I have to spend time with you. What does 1 John say? 1 John says, listen to this. This is, this is important. This is what the, the Holy Ghost is saying right now. 1 John says this. So many of us have a, our, our, our relationship is, 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 is away from him. It says this. That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, listen to what it says, of the word of life. Did you see that? The only way I can know you is if I see you, I hear you, and to look upon, you know what that means? That means I study you. I intently gaze at you. I watch your behaviors. I watch how you move. You don't think I'm watching? How you talk to people? Not just here, out, out here. That's what testifies is when you're out there. How do you treat people? How do you talk to the poor, the homeless? How do you share with what you freely received? I'm speaking truth, man. This is the only thing that will sustain us. You want revival. I want revival. I cannot live without it. Because when I read the word and I look at the condition of the people of God, I see something's not right. We are the solution to the world. The church. And yet we don't carry 
solution because we're not carrying Jesus anymore. We're carrying things. When the apostle says, I looked upon him, there was something about the person of Jesus Christ that they couldn't take their eyes off of. And he wasn't a beautiful man. There's some beautiful people in here. You get all decked up, you look great. Jesus wasn't a beautiful man like that. It was what he carried. It's what was coming out of his pores everywhere he went. It was how he spoke to people. It was how he treated people. It was how he behaved. Because a teacher teaches by example. And then the Bible says, it says, in our hands, handled concerning the word of life. Do you realize that the God who is self-existent, he has no beginning, he has no end. This God that we proclaim with our mouths, Jehovah, Elohim, El Shaddai, the ancient of days, that this God comes down and says, I want you to handle me. You, 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 I want you to handle me. Not just a pastor. I want you to handle me. He wants contact with us. If we're not contacting him, then we're never going to be conformed into who he is. Because every single one of us are predestined to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Not me. I point you to Jesus. I don't point you to myself. The word of life. How come we don't see life? Because there's a lack of the word. You want true Christianity? That's true Christianity right there. Beholding, looking upon with your own eyes, hearing with your own ears, handling with your own hands the word of life. You have to understand that this logos, this written word, all of a sudden, by the Holy Spirit as he begins to breathe, as he begins to breathe, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. All of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes into us and he begins to take a written word and he begins to breathe on it. And all of a sudden that word becomes life, it becomes real, it becomes tangible, something you can touch. It says that the word became flesh, the eternal word of God that had no body, put on a body and became flesh so that we could handle him. So that we could be with him, so that we could see him and hear him for ourselves. Imagine if we spent the rest of our days doing something other than Jesus. I'm not going to live that way. I can't. I've traveled. I've seen too many churches. I've seen too many things. What the house of God needs is the house of God needs to return to its originator. The one that birthed us. Let's jump forward here into uh, verse 9, chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, verse 9, NLT. It says this. It says, for we are both God's workers. 
I want you to lift your hand, right hand, right now. As you can see, the, it's not just the bishop's hands that's raised. It's not just my hand. What does this speak of? It speaks of that we're all in this together. All of us. God wants to use us all right where we are. There has to be a starting place. As you lift your hand, I want you to declare this according to the word of God. I declare with my mouth that I am God's worker. I declare with my mouth over my life today that I am God's worker. In Jesus' name, amen. It says, for we are both God's workers and you are God's field, you are God's building. Do you realize when you're called to the ministry, the ministry is not about me building myself up. The ministry that's been put inside of me is about building you up. Wow. Take the eyes off yourself real quick, huh? It's not about me. It's not about me building myself up. That's selfishness. We have to understand that following Christ and serving Christ is selfless. It's about laying yourself down. We are God's workers. It's not about what I want. It's about what the Father wants. And he calls me to partner with him to do his work, not my own work. And my work is to build up the body of Christ. Brothers and sisters, that's my work with him as I partner with him because God's about people. He's about us. We have to return to the word and get things in alignment so we can grow and become the church that God birthed us to be. At the end of that verse, it says you are God's building. Turn to 1 Corinthians 6. I just got to lay some stuff inside of your guys' spirits today. Verse 19. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. If we don't have a solid foundation of truth, then we're not going to be able to grow together. It says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Lift up your hand. I declare with my mouth, my body does not belong to me. My body belongs to the Holy Spirit. I am God's building. I am God's temple. In Jesus' name, amen. Why is that important? Because you wouldn't be living so-so life if you understand what that verse is. The temple was the place where the glory of God would come down and meet with man. In the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, God said, I will meet at the tabernacle. He would come down and he would meet and talk with man above the mercy seat between the two cherubim. One man, one time a year, could go in to the Holy of Holies with sacrifices. You guys understand what Christ did for us? That he became the living sacrifice once and for all, and he rent the veil from top to bottom that separated the glory from humanity. And all of a sudden in Christ, now we have access continually inside of us to dwell in the very presence and glory of God. You are the temple. God himself lives and abides inside of you by Holy Spirit. You are a container of glory. 
You are a container and a vessel of presence. Man, imagine if we start living according to the scriptures. You see how low we've been living down here? When he wants to erupt out of us. But until we know the truth, we don't come into freedom. We don't come into the realization and the actuality of walking out truth so that it becomes your experience. God wants us to experience him. I'm just going to finish here. It says, you are God's building. Listen to what it says. Because of God's grace to me. Very important. Some of you guys that are extremely talented in here, I'm going to give you a word of warning. Okay? Because I, I, I watch you. I'm watching you guys. I'm watching you as a father. Because a father sees ahead. Some of you guys are thinking about short-term stuff right now. How I can get this. How I can do this. How I can make this. If I only had this. I'm not looking at the short-term. I'm looking down the road for you. And when I start seeing character and behaviors of certain things, there needs to be order and alignment. Apostolically, that's what apostles speak from a place of authority. To bring order and correction and direction. Paul, the greatest apostle that was used. Listen to what he says here. Paul, he says, because of God's grace to me. Everything Paul did, he knew it was absolutely not him. It was the grace of God that was on his life. Therefore, God was receiving all the glory, all the praise, all the honor, all the time. Some of us that are extremely gifted and talented, we begin to think that we have what it takes to be great. I was a great athlete. I was going to be a professional athlete. That's, that was my life. I was a very gifted athlete. Basketball and American football. I was a running back. Very talented, very gifted. And I began to think that I was something. And that's how I began to build up that, that carnality, that flesh man, pride, arrogance. And I fell and I became nothing. And it was part of my process of being humbled and realizing that I can absolutely do nothing without the grace of God on my life every day. Paul even says, I am what I am because of his grace. Let's get back to reality so that we can grow together and become something that's greater than you could ever imagine. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever, <clears throat> it says, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. How we build on what's laid, you guys, be careful. That's what I'm, I'm that's this word I'm giving you today. The foundation, just so you know what the foundation is, it is Jesus Christ. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is it's the word. We build our whole life based on the word of God. Because you have to understand that you are a building. That you are a building that's being built up. For you to become everything you were designed to be, you must stay submitted to the order and the principles of God's word so that you can become everything he wants you to be. There's a process that we must go through. And we must be careful because your work will be tested. This is what it says. It says, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. You can have all the success in the world, but if it's not based on Christ, 
and it's futile. Because when the fire comes, it'll be burned up. When you go to heaven, you're not going to be rewarded for your degrees. You're not going to be rewarded for your trophies. You're going to be rewarded on how well you served the Lord with what he wanted you to do. Well done, good and faithful servant. Not serving myself, not serving what I want, serving what he wants. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. This is for another teaching. Today, you guys are in this house today. And, and just be honest with yourself. Because that, we have to be honest with one another. And, and we got to stop worrying about what other people think about us. I wouldn't be where I am today if I listened to what everyone said about my life. It's truth. You, you, know, you know the one thing I listen to? Is I listen to what he says in his word by the Holy Ghost. And there's a very, uh, I'll tell you, there's, 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 there's maybe less than a handful of people in my life that I receive counsel from, that I trust, that I allow to have speak into my life. Very few. There can't be many voices. Because I wouldn't be standing where I am today if I listened to what everyone told me. I'd be somewhere else. So today, if you're in this place and, and, and you haven't received, it's receiving. Salvation is received. It's not earned. It's not worked for. It's a gift. A gift has to be received. If you're in this place today, salvation is your healing, your deliverance, and bringing you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And now you become a member of God's church. The church is the very body. Jesus is the head. We are the body. If you're in here today and you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you haven't confessed and believed, the gospel is the good news that Jesus died for you so you could be forgiven and restored to a right relationship, restored to your right inheritance so that you could have life now and life eternal so that you can come back to your intention and purpose that you were created for. Outside of Christ, you can't have it. Is there anyone in here today? You're not saved. You're not born again. Everybody in here is walking with Jesus. So, so when I look at your life, you guys are following Christ, all of you. Every single person in here is following Jesus. Everyone? Okay. Now, you're following Jesus, but you're not really following Jesus. You got things inside your heart that you need to confess. You got things in your heart that are hindering you. Something that you guys got to learn is you got to learn humility. You got to humble yourselves. Because I, I, another thing that I see, it's a mentality, is that you don't, want, you don't want anyone to see things around here. We can't live like that, man. That's part of our brokenness before the Lord. Is that we don't all have it together. We don't all have perfect lives. It's grace. We're in a process. We're in a journey together. Everyone started the race at a different time. Everyone's in a different place of their maturity and their growth. If you're in here today and, and, and you're struggling with stuff, all I want you to do is I just want you to, I just want you to lift your hand because we're going to pray together. 
I don't, I don't need to know what it is. Just be honest, man. We're a family, dude. And if we're going to move forward, we have, to be able to, we have to be able to do stuff together. Seriously. If you think everything's okay, then how's the Lord going to be able to meet you where you are? So there you go. Just raise your hands. Our hands up all over. You guys know that all of us deal with stuff. I deal with stuff. That's why when I ask people that are following Jesus, a lot of times people say they're following Jesus, but they're not really following the Lord. And you know it. You know in your heart. You're not even in the Word. You're not, in, you're not experiencing God. God wants you to have a vibrant, thriving life, even in the middle of trials. Man, there's, there's so much is being released right now in the spirit. You will never see the Lord contact you if you don't operate in humility and brokenness. You won't, you won't see it. You won't see it. But as soon as you humble yourself and you say, Lord, I... Because if you don't need him, then he's not going to be there. You know when I woke up this morning... I said, Lord, I can't do this today. I can't do this. I'm, in a, I'm, I'm not even in my homeland. I don't know people around here. I came by faith to Africa. I, I mean, I don't even know people in this house. I've been here for three weeks. I don't have a bunch of friends around me. I wake up in the morning and I have one true friend, the Holy Spirit. And I say, I need you today. I need your wisdom. I need your direction. I need you to guide me today. I don't know what the people need, but you do. You know what they need. And I want them to experience you today. Because if you're not experiencing him today, then what are we doing? So Father, right now, all these hands, Father, you know. You know what's inside of them. You know what they're dealing with right now. Father, you know the pains inside of their hearts. You know the struggles that they're facing in their lives and their families and their relationships. Father, you see every nothing goes unnoticed with you. Father, but I thank you. I thank you for your love. Let your love pour out upon them right now. God, in the name of Jesus. Let your love come over their situation. Let your love, let your light, let your life come. God is love. God is life. God is light. Let your light shine over their darkness right now. Let your love come in and drive out their pain, their terror, their worry, their anxiety. Your love. Let your love. I'm not driving out the enemy. It's the love of God. And Father, where they're experiencing death, let your life come, Jesus. Fill them with the spirit of life. Fill them with your light. Fill them with your love. Make it real. Make it real to them. Father, let them hunger like never before. Let them cry out.
like never before. We don't need a drip. There is a river that's coming from the throne of God. A river of abundant life and love and light. God, we need you. We need you. Revive us again. Revive us again. Revive us, God. We're not here to play games. We're not here to play religion. We want reality. God, let us cry as a people. Let us come back as a people. Not one man, but a body that is unified and together. Break us where we need to be broken. Disturb us where we need to be disturbed. Take over. Our time is not our time. It's your time. Redeem our time. Right now, you're in this house, put off. Right now, you're wearing things that you're not supposed to be wearing. I see it all over. Get up, stand up, and take off those things. Put off lying. Put off hatred. Put off your anger and your jealousies, your envy, your covetousness. Put it off. Get out of it now. Don't wear this stuff anymore. It's not yours to wear. Put it off. In the realm of the spirit, I see it holding you, confining you, binding you. And stand up right now and say, I put off. Take authority over your life now. Take authority. No one in. Stand up. Take authority. You have the authority as a son, daughter of God. Take authority over your life. I'm not wearing malice anymore. I'm not wearing anger anymore. I'm not wearing sexual sin anymore. Put it off. Put it off. I take authority over my life right now. In the name of Jesus, I put off anger. In the name of Jesus, I put off lying. In the name of Jesus, I put off fornications. In the name of Jesus, I put off judgments. In the name of Jesus, I put off alcohol, drugs. I disagree with it. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of the King. I receive the resurrection in the life. Holy Ghost, have your way. Shandiri Bali Katara. Re Shandiri Bali Kashata. Come on.
lift it up not you let it come from your spirit don't just do it to do it I don't just pray to pray let it come from the spirit Holy Ghost baptize this house Holy Ghost baptize this house fill them afresh we need you listen this is what I'm seeing I'm seeing restriction can I speak to you guys as a people there's a mentality that has been put on you because of the soil that you've been raised in and this mentality is hindering God from moving in our midst and it's going to break right now it's going to break it's going to break it's a mentality of restriction you don't want to let loose you can get up here and dance i saw all these people dancing earlier but now when the spirit of god begins to move restriction break it off you i'm not going to be restricted i'm not going to miss what the lord is doing Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the atmosphere. Father, I take authority over the stronghold of restriction that is on your people. And I pull it down in the name of Jesus and I subdue it under my feet right now. I loose you. I loose you. I loose you. I loose you. I lose you. You're not restricted. I need someone to dance. I need someone to sing to the Lord. I need someone to break through today. Let's all worship. Worship. Just begin, everyone begin to worship. Begin to worship. Begin to sing. Begin to worship God out of your own mouth. Thank you for listening to this week's message on the Next Generation Church Podcast. We pray that this word you've received will bless you, increase your faith in God, and enhance your spiritual growth. We encourage you not only to subscribe to this podcast, but to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Next Gen Church. We would also like to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Church with NHG. God bless you. If you said we believe it.